This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a truck, they're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in every profession and lifestyle, including the office, trucking, the trades, and even motherhood. We tackle all kinds of topics, and we work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. And I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics. And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. Wouldn't it be nice if you could read the minds of the people you meet in business or socially? How about being able to read the mind of a man you meet or are involved with? Sometimes we all wish we were psychic. Jonathan Pritchard is a nationally known professional mind reader who's highly sought after for his skills. He's a mentalist turned coach and consultant. He's the author of Think Like a Mind Reader, Improve Your Business, Strengthen Your Relationships, and Solve Your Problems. He calls his book The Think and Grow Rich of the 21st Century. Jonathan helps companies engage their audiences and highly ambitious people start their own personal brand businesses. Jonathan is the founder of several companies that help businesses be more successful through the power of applied psychology. We asked Jonathan on the show today to lend his insight and maybe give our women listeners a glimpse into the possibility of reading a man's mind. Welcome, Jonathan. We're so excited to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. But man, with a with an intro like that, I sound amazing to me. Like, <laughs> I want to meet that guy. You really are amazing. You are amazing. <laughs> I want to meet that guy. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Jonathan, I think we've all been there. If we could only read someone's mind, I think there was a song even written about if I could only read your mind, what a powerful skill that would be. Uh, before we delve into how to read somebody's mind, though, especially the minds of men, I thought we'd talk a bit about your background. We've heard the term mental telepathy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if that's what that is. I thought you could educate our audience on what exactly a mentalist is and how you got started. All I can think of is this had to have been a huge advantage as a child if you could read the minds of your parents and stuff. <laughs> yes, my, my parents are absolutely saints because they, they're very patient and a seven-year-old kid hassling you with yet another trick is is I could only imagine how <laughs> frustrating <laughs> that is. So I, I've got nothing but good things to say about my parents. They're, they're just long-suffering saints as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. So when did you realize you had this skill and how exactly does it work? Yeah, yeah. So for, for me, it started as a magic trick set is really it. My dad got me one when I was, I think, like six years old for Christmas or something. He was just like, yeah, I figured this will wind up in the trash in a couple of hours. And a year later, I'm still messing around with all the tricks that were in the kit. And that was the beginning of a lifelong obsession. So the way that I think about it is kind of like, imagine if you were a professional magician and you could make tigers appear and, and all that kind of stuff. 
to me, that's getting a college degree in amazement and human psychology. And then mentalism is if you went to get your master's degree or your PhD in applied psychology. So as a mentalist, I'm able to leverage the ways that people think and interact with reality to make them come to the conclusions that I want them to come to that may or may not be in alignment with reality. Wow. So I, I don't claim to have any kind of supernatural skills. I'm not talking to dead people. I, uh, I'm not doing anything like that. It's all literally applied psychology, showmanship, and having enough moxie to pull it off in front of an, an audience of 3,000 very intelligent human beings. Wow. <laughs> That's wow. all I can say. So you're not actually hearing people's thoughts or something. No, no, I I can make it look like I can. And and part of my background is that my mentor actually had a million dollar challenge. He put a million bucks into an escrow account and said, OK, if you claim to genuinely be psychic or have some kind of supernatural powers. OK, cool. Well, then you tell us what you can do under what conditions and how accurate you can be with what you do. Based on that, we will design a simple pass-fail test that if you pass, then you get the million bucks. And the, the quirk is that those tests, if you had psychic abilities, you, you should be able to pass it easily, 20 seconds done. But if you were trying to trick your way to the money, well, it turns out that my mentor, James Randi, has been a magician his whole life, and he knows all the ways that you're going to try to trick your way in, and the test won't let you do the trick that you're used to doing if you're used to doing tricks to make it look like you can do this stuff. Mm -hmm. So unsurprisingly, nobody ever got past the first round of testing because we haven't seen anybody that actually have those skills pass a very simple test. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, so for me, it's, it's less that this, this doesn't exist and nobody can do it. It's more of a, of all the people who claim to say they really can, I haven't seen them do it once to my satisfaction, knowing all the ways that you could trick human beings into believing weird stuff. You're pretty amazing. Uh, you've been on national TV and all of that. You you talk to big audiences. What exactly do you do for people who haven't seen you? So for for I, I kind of see it in two or three different ways because I got started as a straight up performer entertainer. Hey, come see my 70 minute mind reading show where I'm going to predict the future. I'll read your minds. You take a, a dollar bill out of your wallet and I'll tell you the serial numbers on it. Mm. All those kinds of classic mind reader-esque tricks and, and experiences. And I, I toured the world doing that and entertaining college kids was a, a big part of the first 10 years or so of what I was doing. And one of my favorite parts is after the show with the autograph line and people buying books and shirts and all that kind of stuff and just getting to talk to people afterwards. And 
imagine you grew up believing with your whole heart that I need to study to get good grades in school, to get into a good college so that I can get a good degree to get a good job after college and then retire with the gold watch. So that's that's been your whole life. All of your family, all of your friends, your community, they're all saying that. And then at that college, you see some guy on stage who's able to do things you've never thought possible. And you're telling me that that's that's your job. Did you get a college degree for that? Oh, no. But who, who would do that? <laughs> so <laughs> I would I would just destroy a lifetime's worth of programming with the show. Mm-hmm. So these college students are going, wait a minute, how, how do how do you do this? How do you make a living at this? Like, wait, my world is no longer the same. <laughs> so I would talk to college students after the show about, oh, here's, here's how I got started. Here's what I do. Here's how I make a living at it. And then a couple of years after those started, I start getting emails back saying, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but you came to my college, did a show, talked to me for 10 minutes after, completely changed my life. Here's what I'm doing now. And it it wouldn't have been possible if you hadn't opened my mind to it. That's so, so that cool. was it. Yeah, that that it's cool and also nerve wracking mm-hmm. because, listen, I was just talking off the cuff there. I was just making, I, 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 there was no planning to this. I'm glad Mm -hmm. it went well for you (laughs) because it could have just been the other direction, but that was the first, the first peek into the way that I think the experiences I've had, the strategies I use that seem very normal to me because of how weird my life is, is really weird to normal people. (laughs) So so that was my first inkling that maybe I should start sharing as much of this stuff as I can because other people seem to get something out of it. That was that was the beginning of kind of the coaching and corporate consulting and speaking and mm-hmm. sales training and writing books and helping at trade shows like all of that stuff came out of that that feedback. So what kind of amazing things do you do on stage? If you maybe could give us the cliff notes so you could amaze our listeners because your skill is tremendous. Well, thank you. Like, for example, um, say you were out, you wanted to come see the show and it starts fairly believable and then ramps up from there because I want to get a lot of buy-in from people going, all right, yeah, I mean, I could probably figure out, yeah, okay. And then it just kind of walks them into impossible world. But basically imagine I walk out on stage, I've got a little envelope and I point to somebody and say, name a number between zero and nine. That's all 10 digits available to you, whichever one you want. And they say seven. Okay, cool. Point to somebody else that you don't know. You, sir, name a number between zero and nine. Okay, eight. Great. You point to somebody else. All right, three and four. All right, so four total strangers, seven, eight, three, four. Cool. Hand the envelope to a person in the front row and written on a card inside the envelope says seven, eight, three, four. So good luck. (laughs) And it gets weirder from there. That's cool. Yeah. So people are just awestruck. Yeah, yeah, which... 
that that did take a lot of getting used to, especially for clients that book me. Mm-hmm. I have to tell them how to interpret what is about to happen because most people think that a live performance, when it's great, you get a standing ovation and people clap a lot. Well, when I do what I do, people are literally stunned silent as they're trying to figure out, is this real? What did that just happen? Like I just watched it, but there's no way that he knew what that was. So it's just dead silent for a solid 30 seconds, mm-hmm. which is a really long time to have uh, nothing yeah. happen. Oh yeah. You is. know, I, I can get that because I was a, a guest, uh, uh, an audience member of uh, masters of illusions last February uh, with Dean Kane, that show. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I got, yeah. And so I was in the audience, you know, where they pay you for a hundred bucks to spend and sit there and clap, but yeah. I got to go on stage for um, a similar thing. So I, I get on stage and he was supposed to hypnotize me, but uh, he said, just, yeah, we don't have time. So just, you know, when I snap my fingers, pretend that you are hypnotized, <laughs> yep. you know, for the camera's sake. And I'm like, okay. And he said, but after he says, we'll, we'll do a numbers thing. I'm like, okay. So this, he asked me to, you know, randomly pick numbers, which I did in my head. And he was, there was cards kind of like what you said, where it was on the, on the floor. And he would pick the numbers that I was thinking in my head. And I, I could, and he wrote them on the board or his assistant wrote them on the board, which shocked me because there's no, in my mind, there's no possible way he could have known the numbers that I picked. <laughs> right. And right. I was stunned silent, just like you said. I'm like, oh my God, like, how is that possible? <laughs> right, right. It's not yeah. a, let me clap for that. It's a, it, my uh... understanding of reality is fundamentally broken. Uh, this yeah. is not okay. Make make my world okay. <laughs> right. Jonathan, all of this is super fascinating. And we want to get into more detail about how all this mind reading stuff works. Get into your mind, if you will. Plus, we want to answer that age old question, How do you read a man's mind? We all want to know. We're going to do that in our next segment. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry Movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Have you ever wanted to get into somebody's mind? especially the minds of men, and persuade them to do what you want? Imagine how empowering that would be in life and in business. We're talking with renowned mentalist and professional mind reader Jonathan Pritchard about how all of this works. So, Jonathan, how does this work, and do we all possess this skill potentially? I I think they do mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Okay. And it's not like... My grandma had the gift and then I was hit by lightning and that activated my special skills uh, because that story might make me feel good, but it lets my audience off the hook of getting better. 
because everybody in the audience could say, well, I wasn't struck by lightning. My grandma doesn't have the gift. Therefore, Jonathan's special. And while it's incredible that he can do what it does, uh, I don't need to worry about it because I'm not special like him. For me, it's all communication skills. That's mm-hmm. really what it is. It's communication skills. And the better you get at communication skills, the more amazing it is to people who don't practice communication skills. That That's really it. So I don't let people off the hook. I say, oh, this is a thing you can practice. And it's just the degree to which you want to practice it that you get better at it. Now, is it best to do this face-to-face? Because there's a lot of communication that's nonverbal. Yes, it it is best to do face-to-face. And like video chatting, uh, back in the before times, um, before the the COVID thing happened, I had a full year's calendar. And then in March, my whole calendar's worth of in-person events, speaking, training, everything evaporated. And I spent a month being butthurt about it. And then my college agent goes, hey, um, could you figure out how to do this over Zoom? It's like, you know, yeah, let me let me work on that. So I put together a whole Zoom show that we would put on for different colleges and then different companies and and offer it that way. But it is best when you can hear and see what's going on. And it's best if you can hear and see and I can hand you stuff and you can hand me stuff. And it's we're all in the same room together. Sure. So essentially, do people feel like you're reading their minds or are you able to get them to a particular conclusion or action? I think that's kind of what you described at the beginning. But I, I want people to be able to wrap their heads around what you do mm-hmm. exactly. Well, the, the fun part about that question is it's a difference without a distinction. It doesn't matter how we get them there. The experience is the same. How in the world could you know that? Mm-hmm. And there are lots of techniques and, and approaches to make that happen. But if I explained one of them, you'd go, oh, okay, that's the one. And then somebody else would get you with a different approach. Right. So it's one of those things. A little knowledge is really dangerous to think, oh, I know how all of this stuff works. You can't get me. And that's actually the foundation for a book that Houdini wrote in, I think, 1906 or 1908, uh, The Right Way to Do Wrong, which he explained how lots of cheats, cons and swindles would work. And then the people who aren't experts believe I know it. I know how these cheats and cons work. You can't fool me. And then they get swindled with something else that they've never heard of before, (laughs) which is kind of funny. But really, really, how all of this stuff works is that the mentalist creates a context for the audience to make logical assumptions that are later shown to not be true. So human beings, we're predictive creatures. We're constantly trying to maintain an idea of reality that maps with reality. And we we know that from the layout of our house. You can walk around in the dark, not stub your toe. Your internal map of what your external house is 
tracks perfectly until somebody has updated reality without your knowledge. And now your map no longer tracks to reality. Somebody moved the coffee table. Now, as you're walking through space, you stub your toe and it hurts a lot because your map was not congruent with reality. So a magician or a phenomenal communicator understands your map of the topic or the situation or the project or whatever, and then uses their communication skills to help you navigate your map to a different place through the space of the idea or the project or reality. Wow. And a magician's doing it to lead you to a place that is very out of alignment with reality, but in a fun way, not a stub your toe way. Sure. But it's really important to know what that process looks like. So you've got a better chance of recognizing when somebody's lying to you, which is them trying to get your map out of alignment with the reality of them trying to cheat, swindle, or or con you. Mm-hmm. What a great skill to have. Wow. You really got to open up your mind to a whole new level, like a yeah. whole mm-hmm. new dimension and expand. You know, yeah. like wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so the the way I like to explain that is there was a cognitive psychologist, BF Skinner, and he did this really weird thing of putting a pigeon in a box, maybe two feet cubed, right? So pigeon goes in this this cage, it's entirely enclosed, and there's a lever there that if the pigeon pecks the lever, then food drops out. Very logical. If input, then output. Every time, pigeon would, boop, out drops the food. Okay, cool. So that's the logic inside the box that the pigeon has come to understand. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, after that, that assumption and logic has been instilled, like imprinted in the, the brain of this pigeon. So after the pigeon totally understands lever equals food. Cool. B.F. Skinner removed the connection of the lever and the food and set the food up to a random timer. Now the lever doesn't do anything, but food drops out randomly. But the pigeon now understands that the lever doesn't work, but the thing I did when food dropped out is the thing that made it drop out because my input is required to have the food drop out. So that's the real connection that has been made is I cause food to come out no matter what. So now if the pigeon was looking over its left shoulder and food drops out, the pigeon goes, oh, looking over my left shoulder makes food drop out. Cool. And random reinforcement actually works better than every time reinforcement for reinforcing behavior with rewards like food. Right. So this is literally not not a figurative literal, a literal superstitious pigeon that believes that looking over its shoulder makes food drop out. Inside Mm -hmm. the context of its box, that logic is perfectly consistent with its experience. Outside the context of that box, you now see why that is not congruent with reality in any way, shape, or form. 
So Kathy, when you're saying you've got to kind of expand your mind, yeah, you, you've got to be able to leave the narrower and narrower boxes of cause and effect that you're used to mm-hmm. and embody a universe where there are more things possible. I love it. I do too. It's wild. <laughs> it's so wild. This is what uh, kind of, could you say, operant conditioning? Uh, that you're Oh, doing? yeah. Yeah. All, versus... all sorts, all sorts of conditioning going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've got the power of persuasion. Mm-hmm. I, I can see so many benefits here. This is where women would love to, obviously, uh, if they're dealing with a guy, especially the guy in their life, get them to go in the direction they'd like. What a wonderful advantage that would be. Honey, could you do the lawn today? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how, how, exactly. You know, just to use this as maybe an entertaining example. How would a woman be able to get into her man's mind to do this, uh, mm-hmm. to get him to go in the direction she'd like? Because uh, there could be some stubbornness there. Uh, guys can shut down and go, yeah, whatever, honey. You know, that kind right. of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is a great question. And yeah, that's a very big question for sure. Um, it It is really funny when people find out that my wife is married to a mind reader, the reactions to that, mm-hmm. which she's, she's just walking by and, and <laughs> yeah. smiling real big uh, because they're, they're usually in two directions of, Oh, that must be wonderful. You don't have to do a thing. He just knows. The other one is, Oh Lord, that must be horrific. You couldn't keep anything from him, <laughs> right? which to me is, is indicative of, Oh, what are you trying to hide? Uh, the sounds so real guilty behavior there guy right so that's that's the first part the first the first one though of oh it must be great oh so you want me the mind reader to be responsible for both sides of communication oh that's wonderful it absolves you of all responsibility to communicate your needs your wants your hopes your oh okay so now i'm doubly responsible for everybody here that's wonderful <laughs> right <laughs> so that's that's a bummer However, the the real secret that I'm teaching people when it comes to reading minds, and I I do this with sales teams and managers and all all sorts of things, there is a way to read people's minds for like for reals, to know exactly what they're thinking. And that secret technique is called asking. I know, I know, revolutionary. Totally revolutionary. You mean asking a question? Uh huh. Oh, okay. Tell me your thoughts. What are you thinking? <laughs> okay. Yeah, women do that with men. Honey, what are you huh? thinking? What are you thinking? And, and then, here's here's yeah. the second part of that is being trusted with the truth. Okay. That's the difficult part. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people ask questions that they don't want to know the answer to, and then when they get the answer can't handle it which trains that person to never give you the truth ever again okay ah yep that makes sense but aren't Hmm. we kind of conditioned not to offend people so we wouldn't necessarily uh, depending on our relationship with that person be blunt about something you know right which that that is the that's the difficult part is it's easy to ask it's real difficult to receive. 
Sure. And to help somebody understand that they won't be punished for being true, that they won't be punished by being honest or, or actually being real with their answer, because we do get negative reinforcement from lots of people for being who we are. Sure. Well, like the joke that I've heard men say about communicating with a woman and the proper response to have. What do you say to a woman when she says, honey, does this make my butt look big? You know, they right. what but? Huh? <laughs> they're seriously hesitant to be totally honest. You know, they, they, well, they, you know, yeah. I just broke up with the, this man I was dating for three months and he, he was asking me, you know, why, um, you know, you've been distant and, you know, what's going on. And so he asked. And so I, I responded with the truth, with the God honest truth, with, which mm-hmm. is what was going on. He hasn't talked to me since. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> no response. Yeah. No nothing. No no replies. Like nothing. I'm like, well, you asked, and I, I was. I had to be honest. I can't yeah. not. Yeah. I'm I'm not a person who's going to beat around the bush and just. I wasn't rude or anything. I just said, listen, this is what's going on and why I'm not, you know, happy and why I'm going to end this. But yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it and and that that dovetails with the what do you want out of this is also yeah. important right mm-hmm. it's kind of like and and what what are you gonna do with my honesty right yeah, yeah. So yeah. Went, i think yeah, i think i was a little too honest maybe in the i, I should have sugarcoated it a little bit but yeah. I, I, well eh, whatever there, there's a there's a huge difference between honesty the truth and tact right yeah. like that's that's yeah. why i love the definition of tact is telling somebody to go to hell in a way that they look forward to the journey <laughs> I, I love, love that. it <laughs> That's so, great. Oh, so you're not I love lying. it. <laughs> you're you're not lying. You're not withholding information. You're not trying to manage the narrative to create a a perception in the other person's mind that's inaccurate with the real situation. But you are able to communicate in a way that helps them understand that you care about them as a person, and for that reason, I'm sharing these details. And here's how I would like to work with you to work to a successful conclusion that works for mm-hmm. us both. Mm-hmm. Right. More so oh. than, well, here's this bomb deal with it. <laughs> right? Like, which is what a lot of people think of when they think of honesty. Yeah. They're just like, well, I'm just being honest. It's like, hey, yeah, you're being a real goober oh. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay tuned for more of women road warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Have you ever been fooled by someone who seemed to have read your mind all too well? That's someone upsetting your internal map to persuade you to do something you might not normally do. You can control this and recognize when someone's working you. There are also ways you can get into another person's psyche and persuade them. 
Mind reading is a mystery to many of us, but it's actually an exercise in applied psychology. We're learning how it works and how it can be applied to life from nationally renowned mentalist Jonathan Pritchard. Jonathan, your insight is great, especially when it comes to persuasion. What other things do we need to consider if we want to persuade someone? When it comes to persuasion and influence and those kinds of things, a lot of people are asking, how do I persuade right now in the next two seconds? What's the, what's the one thing I can do in the next minute to completely change somebody into somebody I'd like them to be? Is that borderline manipulation persuasion? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, I think of it as the intersection of two different things going on which is, am I trying to benefit myself at your expense or is this for everybody's benefit? So that's, that's kind of the first one. The other one is, am I trying to affect your beliefs or your behavior? And in reality, those two aren't diametrically opposed. They're kind of a cycle. They're two sides of the same coin, but it's easier to think of them as opposites. And if I'm trying to benefit myself at your expense and I'm changing your behavior, that's coercion. So imagine okay. I'm getting mugged and somebody's holding a gun on me saying, give me your wallet. Well, they're trying to change my behavior, which is to give them my wallet. And that benefits them, but not me. So that's coercion. If they're trying to change my beliefs most commonly, the strategy to do that is to withhold information or manage the narrative in some way to make sure I don't have all the information that I would need to make a fully informed decision about the nature of our relationship. That's what manipulation is because it benefits them because they mm -hmm. know that if I knew the whole picture, well, then I would cut off and then that ruins their life because I'm amazing, right? <laughs> so that's, that's what manipulation is. So if this is to everybody's benefit and I'm trying to change your behavior, that's influence. So it's kind of like, okay. I know that this restaurant has something for all of us and we'll all be happy and it's the right atmosphere for the celebration that we've got. Okay, cool. I don't need you to believe that this is the best restaurant. I just need you to go to this restaurant so that we'll have a good time. So that's influence. If I'm trying to change your beliefs, that's persuasion. So I'm really trying to change your beliefs, which is upstream from your behavior. So it's kind of a, a twofer here is if I can change your belief system, then your behavior is going to change to be in alignment with what you believe. So that takes a, a long time. It's, it's not a quick thing for the most part. Right. So it's, it's kind of like um, somebody is on an airplane and they're like, Hey, could you persuade that guy to order cranberry juice instead of a vodka tonic? <gasps> like, uh, maybe if I've got <laughs> years and a big advertising budget to uh, help people yeah. understand the, yeah. the benefits and merits of a distinguished gentleman drinks cranberry juice. Well, then I change his perception of who he is. And now his behavior changes to align with I'm a, a distinguished gentleman. Therefore, I drink cranberry juice, right? So it 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 operates on a completely different level, on a completely different time scale, 
in a completely different direction than most people think about when they think, how could I persuade this person to buy my product or date me or whatever that is? Sure. The, the, really the easiest way is to be yourself as loud as possible so that you're as off-putting as you can be to people who don't want that. So that the people who love the way you're broken will be like, oh, I love this. Let's go. And then you're both <laughs> you're both broken together and it's great. <laughs> okay. If you can't fix it, feature it, man. Be All loud right. about it. And then boost that <laughs> signal to 11. And then you'll attract people that oh want that. God, I love that. If you can't fix it, feature it. That's All it. Right. That's my strategy. <laughs> I think it's my new one too. Thank you. Love it. <laughs> You're so, welcome. So in the case of a woman trying to get uh, her husband or significant other to do something he doesn't want to do, how does she use her power of persuasion to change his belief system that say taking out the garbage is just a heck of a lot of fun? <laughs> mm -hmm. So part... <laughs> So I believe a, re a reward system. You take out the garbage and I'll do this. Yeah. Or we'll, yeah. We'll, you know, yeah. Uh, five gold stars. And then I'll, I'll touch you with your clothes off. You know, that, that'll work. Right. <laughs> um, so part of, <laughs> so this, this insight is worth millions to, to businesses. Yeah. And, and I get paid a lot of money to come in to explain this, but it's just three, three details about motivation. First one is that you can't motivate anybody. Second detail, everybody is motivated. Third detail, for their own reasons. All right, so yeah. we can break that down. You can't ever motivate somebody to do something that they don't want to do. Yep. What you can do is work really hard to understand their motivations that they've got for their own damn reasons that have nothing to do with you as much as you'd like it to be all about you. It's, it's not. It's so not. So what are those motivations and how can I understand how you experience reality so that I can communicate this thing for you to understand is in alignment with your motivations. So the big strategy is helping people understand that by working together, you accomplish your goals better than if we weren't working together. So that's kind of how it shows up in a business context is, all right, your top goal is to be a great provider. You want to go on vacations. Here are all the things that you want to accomplish with your life. Mm -hmm. And my job as the entrepreneur is to show you how you accomplish all of that more quickly, more effectively by helping this business succeed. So you get everything you want if this business wins. And suddenly they're motivated to help this business win because it helps them get everything that they want. So it's it's a ruthless selfishness that everybody's operating by. And if you can help them be more selfish and successfully selfish, well, then you get everything that you've wanted. Makes sense. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. 
She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry Movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. The power of persuasion is something every person and company wants to master. That's why ad agencies and marketers are paid the big bucks to persuade large groups of people to do something or buy something. To master the art of persuasion at the personal level can offer a huge advantage. Jonathan Pritchard advises companies and people in this very area. He's a nationally known mentalist who knows how to influence people. His website is ICanReadMinds.com. He's also the author of Think Like a Mind Reader, Improve Your Business, Strengthen Your Relationships, and Solve Your Problems. He calls his book The Think and Grow Rich of the 21st Century. Jonathan, the techniques of persuasion you've been describing to us could easily work with personal and professional applications. Yes. Any high-stake environment, which is anytime there's another human being involved, that's real high stakes. <laughs> well, human beings are so unpredictable in so many ways when you think about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure animals look at us and say, what the heck is wrong with these two-legged creatures? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, they're, human beings are surprisingly predictable okay. and logically consistent. Mm-hmm in alignment with how they think reality is going. That's okay. the disconnect. So you have to know their reality. Right. Okay. Right. Because there's there's not a single person on planet Earth who goes, well, I'm going to go be irrational now. What <laughs> a flabber to do, right? It's <laughs> nobody. Everybody thinks that because of what I've just experienced, the logical thing to do is to behave this way. And that is consistent with their pattern of behavior and the way that they experience their world and reality. So it's never out of context. Inside the pigeon box, the pigeon is completely rational, completely rational. And everybody's stuck in their own pigeon box. Okay. The weird, the super weird part about it is that your beliefs dictate what parts of reality you're going to notice and you're only going to notice those things that reinforce the belief that helps you notice the things that reinforce the belief. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Ah, I get that. Mm -hmm. yeah. You literally yeah. won't see the details yeah. that'll disprove the framework of your reality. Sure. Yeah. Right. So that's why people who go, 
the world's an awful place. Bad things are happening. Only bad things are happening. Only bad things have ever happened and only bad things will ever happen. Well, the way that they look at and experience reality will make sure that that is the reality that they experience for the rest of their life. Sure. Makes total sense. Mm -hmm. I love your insight. I could talk to you for another hour, but we're (laughs) going to have to wrap this up. I would love to have you back. Um, Don't you threaten me with a good time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is so much fun, Jonathan. You know, oh my God, I love it. There's so many applications for success, you know, personally, as well as professionally that you offer. Where do people find your books? How do they reach out to you? The easiest place is to go to ICanReadMinds.com. And that will take you to my personal website where You can see how I help companies and do coaching and the books are on on a page there. I sell them on Amazon. Um, Think Like a Mind Reader, which you kindly mentioned, there is no digital version. It's only in physical form because the book itself has a mind reading trick built into it. And the lesson of learning how to be a better communicator is part of learning how to pull off that trick and make it look like a miracle. So the better you get at pulling off that mind reading trick, the better a communicator you get. And that skill spills over into your personal and professional life. So that's the main value of that book that you can't get in digital form. So I don't sell it in digital form, only physical form. Okay. So that's kind of the, the meta, (laughs) the meta lesson of all the lessons that are in that book. So yeah, that's that's the place to go. And what's the website again? Icanreadminds.com. I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Kathy yep, and I, I are going to be menaces now. We've talked to you <laughs> and, we, and we can be really good studies and everybody's going to run away from us going, oh no. Oh no, <laughs> right? Prometheus has stolen fire from the gods. You're, you're dangerous. <laughs> you have too much power. I'm going to be single forever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much fun, Jonathan. Uh, We'd love to have you back down the road and let us know what you've been doing. You're fascinating. Thank you very much. I I have to warn you, I'm (laughs) I'm entirely susceptible to flattery. That'll get you everywhere with me. So thank you very much. You you can say as many nice things as you want. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's terrific. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you so much. Oh, what a delight. (laughs) Thanks. That's the word of the day. (laughs) That's right. And you know, Jonathan, we covered such heady topics, if you will. I can see people going back and listening again to get a full concept of what you're saying. You really packed a lot of information in there. Thank oh, you. yeah, for sure. Thank for you. For sure. That was yeah. awesome. It yeah. is some bizarre stuff that most people don't think about. That's for sure. No, because I think people are so um, built into their own train of thoughts that that's where they stay. Right. Yep. And We're all little pigeons in our yeah, little box. Yeah, that's right. So it's a dichotomous I, thinker, isn't it? A lot of people yep. are into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yep, either yep. black or white. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. People are myopic. I've always uh, tried not to be. Of course, I was, yeah, a, me too. I was the kid who always asked questions. And my favorite was why? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh-huh. Because now shut up. Yeah. Because was never a good answer because I'm your mother. No, that's not yeah. a good answer. You know? Right, right. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, wow. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you so much again. Hey, thank I, you I so do much. genuinely yeah. appreciate it.
All right. All right. Thank well, thanks you so again, much. you two. Bye. You made Thank my you, day. Jonathan. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Bye. All right. We hope you've enjoyed this latest episode. And if you want to hear more episodes of Women Road Warriors or learn more about our show, be sure to check out womenroadwarriors.com. And please follow us on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at sjohnson at womenroadwarriors.com. <laughs>